doing a tarot reading for Thrawn and you crying about <laughs> my fictional character tarot reading. Start your sublight engines. It's time for Rupalp's Pod Race, the queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to another week of chaos for our very special Thrawn Ascendancy Lesser Evil episode. Big spoilers ahead, so if you haven't finished reading the book, like tune out. Or if you don't care about spoilers, I guess you can keep listening. But um, anyway, I'm Jess. My pronouns are they, them. You can find me on TikTok and Twitter at Kawaii Jessio. And my gender this week is Samalius Please Kiss on the Mouth Challenge. Oh, so true, bestie. Hi, my name is Mal. I use they, them pronouns. You can find me on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. And my gender this week is Cheery in her poltergeist era. Like she's, okay. like she's like the <laughs> child and she's like they're no. here because here's the thing <laughs> here's the thing my name is ollie i use any pronouns you can find me on social media at ollie fresh the ph and my gender this week was cheery chopper parallels because they both got, <laughs> because because they both got possessed also i did tell mel about that I that was gonna be my I'm gender so ahead of dumb. time i'm so Wait, sorry how many I, how many war crimes has cheery committed zero <laughs> no, none it's just like you know yeah. she, she got possessed. The way yeah. I've had to change my gender three times, and the last time I fucked up someone else's gender. I love what our, was I love your our other communal gender? gender. Be? What was my your other gender other, other be? alternative genders I had? I was gonna make a a, a Samalius joke, and then I was gonna make a Thalius with a Glock joke, and that, that was, was also gonna be mine. <laughs> Hi, my name is Claudia. My pronouns are she/her. You can find me on social media at Claudia says K A L U D I A says. Uh, my gender of the week, because um, it couldn't be Thalius with the Glock, is perhaps feminized. Um, because if you read the audiobook version, um, when our special little girl, um, Thrawn's sister, um, is talking, Marky Boy does make her talk the same way, in the same cadence that Thrawn does, just like as a girl. And I do think about that a lot. What's her name again? Barika. Barika, yeah. thank you. I Okay, here's the problem. I kept on saying either Barika or Borica, and both of those, not great on my mouth. I just it doesn't feel good on when I say it. But I'm also like, that is the most powerful name for Thrun's sister to have had. I, I don't know what I was expecting her name to be. I guess I was expecting like a TH, but that wouldn't make sense because she's yeah, not Yeah, because she's not me. I mean, she's, I mean... She's not myth, but she is a myth. You say the woman, the myth, the legend. Speaking of like powerful epic women, uh, <laughs> let's just talk about like jump right in and talk about how like Timmy, as we put in the fucking agenda, I'm gonna um quote this like <laughs> word for word. I need everyone to know what's written in our uh, podcast agenda. Uh Timmy put his whole pussy into this one. So many iconic women. There are so many iconic women in all of these books. So this is like the crown jewel of girl bossery. Like, so Truly. It, the only other books I can think of that have this many girl bosses are the Padme books and they have them like by definition. So in these books, they're like, yeah, it's about Thrawn and like 8,000 girl bosses. And it's very powerful. Okay, E.K. Johnson and Timothy Zahn collab when? 
No, but yeah, seriously, E.K. Johnson and Timmy Zahn are the only character, only writers who have written Padme. So, okay, sense. concept Sabe Lani, <gasps> very powerful. Mm. I do believe that there is a grand po- a grand polycule at play here in the the, the Chisasendi. I just, I believe it's true. I know it in my hearts of my heart of hearts. I'd like to hear about this this okay. polycule. <clears throat> so I do believe that Aralani and Wutro are in love, but I also think Zienda deserves a kiss on the mouth, and she also has an angry enemies to lovers arc with Rosku. and I just think that's very powerful. Additionally, if Thalius, girl, if you want to like have an open relationship with Samacro, you are more than welcome to get in there, and that means both of them, by by extension, are in there. It's Wutro and Thalius is very powerful. Yes, yes, it is. Just literally any of them. They're all just like, wow, wouldn't it be funny? Everyone's like, Arlani, girl. Do you think that, like, maybe you. also, like, Thalius and, like, Borika? I know Borika's, yes. like, <gasps> married and stuff, but, like, maybe, like... <laughs> open marriage also, Borika. Like, Wait, not Thalia's marriage. She like, is married think... and she might be dying. Okay, she could be in Noah's an open not relationship. Here. <laughs> yeah. Not Thalia's being yeah. like, hi, I was obsessed with your brother, but I'll take you instead. <laughs> I can't with that. No, because Thalius, I feel like, is overthrown by, like, lesser evil. She's, like, evil. upgrades people. Upgrades. Because she, like, she, like, you know, had, like, her childhood, like, hero crush on She realized Thrawn was gay, and, and then, then she was like, I'm gay! <laughs> no, she spent, like, five minutes with Thrawn and actually realized, she's just like, I am so thankful for everything you've done for me, but also, it is just, like, platonic, like, besties, and also I'm kind of getting tired of you. <laughs> Cause she like like when Cherry's just like, don't you want to go back to the Springhawk? Like, not to jump to the end of the book, but when Cherry's just like, don't you want to like be able to go back to the Springhawk already? And like Bailey's is just like, I'm so tired. This is a nice little break from that, please. To be fair, that's like one of the most realistic like reactions to something in Star Wars of like, you went through some absolutely traumatic bullshit and it's in not like these are three books that don't take up that much time. Yeah, I would be like, I'm good, bestie. Goodbye. Also be like, yeah, I'm going to go live on an island with a hot woman. Yes. You can go live on the farm for a bit, okay? Like, Samacro, if you want to hit me up <laughs> later on, like, let me know. But So we should go through, I guess, each of our iconic Chiss women. Well, Timmy, so for those of you who may not have followed along, uh, we did live tweet uh, Timmy's launch event uh, yesterday where they basically did say, they were like, yeah. yeah Thalys is the other main character. <laughs> yeah, well, not just that, but like, Thalys is the main character, but he also said that this is an ensemble cast. Which is like, thank you, thank you for the validation. Because yeah, Thrawn is in it, but like he's just around. Like it's a, it's about him, but it's not about him. You know what I mean? Which again, I could go on my whole rant about how it's just like the Clone Wars. It's just like the Clone Wars where Ahsoka is the main character, Thalius is the main character, and all the clones. So like, that's why I wanted to go through all of the girl bosses plus the macro, who's a, also a girl boss. <laughs> No, uh, I actually agree with that 100%. I feel like Samacro has girl boss energy. Yeah. Yeah. Not girl boss honorary. Girl no. boss honorary. Ad- Mary adoptive girl boss. No. Mary is adoptive girl, girl boss. Bo- girl Samacro? boss and his name is his name is just Smackro. No, by the end, <laughs> by the end he's trial born. Well, the the first 
girl boss i mean we see all of them but like the first like big thing is zyanda like zyanda has her big like like bye bitch moment like she really is like yeah i didn't have to be an asshole but i chose to be a bitch today and i was like girl i'm obsessed with you uh at the beginning <laughs> um she really so is like bitch honorary I'm like, and I, I really do think that she learned that from Arlani because, and I love that Arlani does just empower women, Ugh, she, women. She just empowers the women around her because there is a moment of Arlani at the end where she's kind of unhinged where I think it's in the narration or whatever, where they're like, normally Arlani would be thinking about relationships and consequences, whatever. But right now she didn't give a fuck. <laughs> and I was like. I'm very here for Arlani Unhinged, but I feel like she has inspired that in other people, and is, she's inspired that in Zyanda, and, like, it's very powerful. I completely agree. I think Zyanda has this very... I have a very strange relationship with that woman because I ain't great or good. I hated the fuck out of her. I was like, Damn. I just want to say... I was defending her. You guys were slandering her when I hadn't finished Greater Good yet. And I was like, what did my girl Akinda, like, she didn't do anything wrong, whatever. She, she didn't you guys do anything were, wrong. You guys were slandering her the whole time. And then, like, by the end, I was like, okay, you guys made it out to seem like she was that bad. And she wasn't. I was, I was defending her. I was fighting for my life. <laughs> yeah, that's me with now, fucking Samalia. So you and, being like, that's disgusting. Get that away, Jess. And I was just like. <laughs> You don't know what I know, Claudia. <laughs> and now I'm like, oh, now everybody likes Zyanda? Well, I've been, I have been her fan from the start, Mel. Okay, not you gatekeeping Zyanda. <laughs> like, listen, listen. Yeah, I am. Okay, I went on a weird journey with her, too, because it's just like, okay. Like, um, people have told me they don't like her, but she seems okay. And then I'm just like, what the fuck? And then, because I, I was like, I'm okay. Then I'm like, I'm upset. And then gets to Lesser Evil. I was like, no, I'm okay again. Sorry, we went on like a, a weird little roller coaster, you and me, Zyanda, but like Maybe I you're, relate. You're pretty cool. I do um cool. I I do like how the odds are stacking because I'm in Claudia's camp where I was reading and I was like, dang, she's kind of sexy. And then at the end and everyone was like, Yeah, she sucks. And at the end I was like, She didn't do anything. I thought she was just a cool little girl boss who was like, I like my family. And then she got did she was like, Actually, I like my job anyway. Listen, maybe it's because, like, call me um, Ufsa Macro, some Macro, you know, Sammy, but I hate when they bring the family politics into the expansionary defense fleet business that has no right being here. I think that was also, like, very powerful of her when she was like, actually, what are you guys doing? Like, um, I, I did just start the higher public, and so every time they're like, uh, they're like, uh, you know, we are all the Republic, whatever. I I do start crying, whatever, because in this book, in Lesser Evil, a lot, there are like, and I think Zyinda is actually the one who says it the most, I want to say, probably because she's usually like beating Roski over the head with a stick for most of this book. Um, but where she's like, we're all chiss, dumbass. Uh, she literally does say, uh, <laughs> she does say ass. Shout out to, shout out to Timmy for letting her swear. But, like, I do love this whole, like, um, we are, but actually, we are all chess. So that doesn't matter. And, like, uh, I'm, I'm loving that. I do like, yeah, her, like, character growth of last, like, book being, like, my family is the most important. And then, like, realizing, no, we're all chess. And so, like, this book, she sees Rosku, like, kind of, like, committing the same kind of dumbassery she was doing in greater evil just like no 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 <laughs> stop that 
I girl, I know what you're going through, and I know your family's important to you, but like, um, your family won't exist if all of the Chis ascendancy doesn't exist. She's like, here, how about you listen to Exile by Taylor Swift and then you'll calm down? Can we talk about, well, if we're talking about <laughs> Okay, Cassie, I never got to defend myself. Oh. I never go, got go to say because it's, it's, into, it's, because, just, it's because you're wrong. Next question. No, no. I'm just kidding. Sorry. I was ahead. just beat over the head like Rosku was. Um, Because, listen, I, I had a very interesting arc with that woman because I agree, Jess, like, and I think it's, it's one of the better character arcs in the story of, like, seeing someone who is so firmly rooted in family politics and gets so caught up in that and sees like hey actually big picture shit we gotta we gotta get our game together um and seeing her kind of thrive once she has divorced herself from from her toxic um family environment and uh gotten herself a better job like she's just thriving she's live laugh loving learning she got divorced just like Sumacro. <laughs> the amount of people on Chis Twitter talking about how they got divorced, how Samacro got divorced. To, to explain for our listeners, there was a misprint in the previous book that, uh, in the Dramatis Personae, that made Samacro, I believe, a cousin. Yeah. Um, and then in this one, it said that he was very, very adoptive, adoptive, which is a pretty big step down. So everyone was like, oh, my God, how did that happen? And people were like, oh, haha, he got divorced, um, which would be very funny. Um, Can I talk they- about my theory around that? Ooh. If he were div- to be divorced, I do believe that he is fresh from a divorce at the very beginning of Chaos Rising. So Thrawn gets his job and he's like, I've just gone through a divorce. I'm going to hate this motherfucker so much. This is not me putting out some ne- unnecessary sexual frustration out on this man. Now, I just Thrawn hate him. He's rebound. Simacro does look at Thrawn and he's like, I hate this motherfucker so much. And he's like, but. And he's like, wait, no, I can't. But I mean... I mean, except. I kind of want to think it. (laughs) I kind of want to knock him out. If you do listen to the Wicked soundtrack and you think about it with Lesser Evil, a lot comes together. A lot comes together. Um, And when, and you know what? I know that we like to make fun of Claudia a lot here for being a millennial and talking (laughs) about theater, but she did talk at me about this for about two and a half hours the other day. And I see it. And Josh. No, but it was just you. You were translating. Listen, if you think about what is this feeling about Samacro and Thrawn, if you think about for good about like all of them with Thrawn at the end, like I do get emotional. No one mourns the wicked about Thrawn at the beginning and at the end. Like bestie, my brain, it is churning. It is, it is, it is on all cylinders. Anyways. I'm just, okay. I think that we need to, now we need to talk about the Thrawn Hamilton AU so I can talk about, so I can talk about Myth Manuel Miranda again. Hey, stop. Wait, no, they're putting, they're tying me up. Help, quick, they're kicking me out of the meeting. I need to get this message out. Thrawn played by Manuel Miranda. (laughs) Um, anyway, can we talk about, um, Wutro's moment, which might be the best moment in all six books. Sorry to Eli, but she's built different. Okay, I want them to meet so badly. They're two. Oh. They're they're their commanding officers, gay little friend slash lover. They would be Let's two pretty about. best friends. There is a part, again, another flirty little Wutro and Arlani moment where she's like, you know, oh, like, or maybe this isn't greater good. I can't remember where they're, where they're like, oh, like, she's like, oh, you know, maybe one day when you, when you're a higher 
when you're a higher rank or whatever. And she's like, I don't, and Wutra's like, I don't know, whatever. And Arlani's like, what makes you think that? And I'm like, oh, that's very, that's very fruity of you guys. Not that I don't Karen Farrell parallel. No, literally, literally, it is like that. And um, I just think, like, by the time of treason that Wutro has gotten her own ship. She's gotten her own ship. She's she has ascended. She has gotten and that's why she's not <laughs> She has ascended. <laughs> no. <laughs> she has she's gotten her own ship and she's The Wutro ascendancy. <laughs> I mean, it is though. It's 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 her ascendancy and we just all live in it. Like <laughs> uh, <laughs> But like by the time of treason, I do think that she has her own command and that's just why that's why she's not there. I do think her and Eli are besties. I think that, yeah, that she definitely probably has her own, like, little ship. It's like some acro. That's why they're not there. It's just do we think he's Admiral Matt? Yeah, do we think <gasps> that he's Eli? Or not Eli, Jesus Christ. Do we? Yeah, do we think he's Eli? No. Do we think he's um, Admiral Macro? Not Admiral That's Macro! That's so powerful. Well, this is actually- Big Macro! <laughs> who do we think, if they were given the chance to be promoted that high, would give up their family status. I think Samacro Samacro. care. He but- doesn't give a fuck about family politics. He hates it. He's Wutro- like, keep that shit out of here. Wutro is a question for me because something that Timmy said yesterday where he was like, Wutro is able to joke around and be a little free or whatever is because she doesn't have a lot of power in her family, but she does have stability because people were asking, like, what is she? Is she child-born? Is she, is she a cousin? What is she? And he, he didn't give any specifics, but he was like, she doesn't have a lot of power, but she does have stability, so she doesn't really have to worry about it. Um, so I don't – but we don't really see a lot of loyalty. Like, her loyalty – her loyalty is to Arlani. Um, but, like, do we think that she would give up her family name? I think so. I think her loyalty is to Arlani and the bit. Um, she's just a little comedian. She just – she's like, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Uh, let's just get into it. If I can just shit around and joke and kiss my epic wife, like, sure. That's very powerful of her. Okay, I do like the idea of Thrawn sending Eli to the Ascendancy and it being, like, meet the meet the Fockers, but it's it's Wutro and Aralani and, like, Simacro is there. Wow. <laughs> it's like, Eli's like, oh my god, I didn't realize that he had this many friends and Simacro's like, I'm not his friend. <laughs> not his friend, what the fuck are you talking about? This is something I've also really enjoyed about the Ascendancy books. And honestly, this is, I think, to some level true about the Thrawn books. Most of the character arcs we see in this story is bitchy person begrudgingly works with Thrawn. Um, Truly, like, everyone but maybe, like, Thras and some... uh, Oh my god, I almost said Samalius. Jesus Christ, I have brain worms. Uh, (laughs) And Thalius. Thras and Thalius. Yeah. Everyone else is like... Oh, and Cheery. "Hmm." I mean, cheery. But even the thing with Thalius, too, though, is, like, Thalius has this sort of hero worship thing in, in uh, Chaos Rising. But throughout Chaos Rising, she's like, damn, now that I know you, you're kind of a high-key kind of a freak. I would I would. But argue- she doesn't hate him. She doesn't hate him. She's just like, girl, no, what is your deal? She doesn't. There are a couple parts in Greater Good where I'm like, oh, my God, is she about a snap? Yeah, but it's more the, it's more of, like, the sibling thing of, like, of her being like, girl, shut the fuck up, like, to Thrawn. I, it, I don't think she ever really hates him. Not like quote unquote hates him, but like hates him in the in the way that like it is kind of her like does figuring out like damn I like put this guy on a pedestal and he's just some guy and he's also kind of hard to understand sometimes. But I will say the part at the beginning, bestie, the part at the beginning where he does jump scare her and she's like ah I could have dropped my croissant is so funny. (laughs) 
and he does laugh. Like, I don't know who's been doing the count of, like, how many times Thrawn smiles or something in, in this book, whatever. But, like, it is genuinely funny. But there was a moment where, like, they talked to each other or something that I was like, is this the last time they're going to talk to each other? That was very, like, Clone Wars, Ahsoka, and Anakin. Yeah, where, you know, Cheery has just gone to bed and, like, Thales was going to go to bed and Thrawn comes in and he's just like, hey... Um, you and the like the Springhawks going back to Chila. Um, I'm gonna go with the Magus and what's his name for Ungali. Oh God, we're gonna we're gonna go to Sunrise. Uh, I have to go with them. And Thales is just like, excuse me. <laughs> and yeah, that's just like, why can't we fucking go with you? And just that's like, the Clone go Wars moment. <laughs> yeah, that's the Clone Wars moment when when Anakin is like, I have to go save the Chancellor. And then she's like, oh, we'll have time to hug later. And then they don't. Like, literally. Also, Timmy, freaking... please tell me if he got sick by Thalius and Cheery. I need to know. It, like, honestly didn't seem like it. Like, the, I feel like the last people he talked to were, like, Arlani and, like, Bakif. And then he just said, hey, uh, peace out. Okay. I think the last time any of the others saw him was, like, at his trial where they're, like, Sorry, bitch, you've been exiled. <laughs> if we're talking about Clone Wars parallels, there is also a, a moment with Thras. Like, obviously, we know he's going to die. There's a moment with Thras in the memories or whatever. I think it's when they're, like, walking down the hallway or something that is exactly, and I mean exactly, like the point in Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan turns to Anakin and is like, I'm proud of you, and I love you, and I, I hope you know that. And uh, and Anakin's like, oh, whatever. And there is a moment that is exactly like that with, Thra- with Thras and Thrawn where I did literally start crying. <laughs> so we did mention Thras. Um, obviously, he is the focal character for all of the memories, which means all of them hurt very much. What was all y'all's favorite memories and also just like fa- f- top 10 Top 10 Thrass moments. Um, My favorite Thrass moment is when it is one of the excerpts that was released before the book comes out. And I think there's a reason it was released. But when Thrass is like, you don't really understand people sometimes. And Thrawn's like, yeah, I don't. But that's why you're here. Oh, the one I that think was like about that. just released before yeah, the book. I think about that a lot. I have been thinking about that since I read that part. I just... It's going to live with me for the rest of my life because he's not like making fun of Thrawn or anything. He's just like, you're just a silly little guy. And Thrawn's like, I am neurodivergent. And he's like, I know. And I'm here to protect you. And he was like, yeah, that's why I'm in the military and you're in politics. It's just, it's, it's so well-written and it feels very much like it really does convey like, oh, these two people care about each other and they complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. And it's, it, it's one of, I think, the most, like, pivotal scenes in building their relationship and really making you feel for, you know, like, feel for Thras and being really sad and realizing what impact Thras's passing had on Thrawn and why we, like, when we see Thrawn in the other books, like, where he is and why he is there because of Thras and losing him. That moment paired with, that moment for me pairs with my favorite moment, which is the the one where he's, like, you're my brother. And Thrawn is like, I-, I don't get that. Like, we're literally not brothers. You are a cousin. 
and like why would you consider me my my brother I don't understand he like sits there and he's like no I'm gonna explain it to you whatever and then Thrawn's like oh is this what having friends is like (laughs) and I I did legitimately start crying on a subway platform I was like oh oh I'm very emotional and I don't know if this is if this is before he starts becoming friends with Arlani or after I want to say it's before. I think this is already after. This is like after like the like way after the little cafe like board game incident. And back then like Thras was still being like this is my friend. And then um well, at that time he's just like oh yeah talk to me about um Ziara. <laughs> or no, that was even like Ziara, after like yeah. the Ziara moment but well, but it also pairs well with the moment, I think it's in, in Greater Good or whatever, or in Chaos Rising, where he's with Arlani in the in the uh the art museum and uh and he's like, Oh and and he's like, Oh, do you wanna like look at this art, whatever? And instead of her being like, A girl, why did you bring me here? She's like, You know what? Tell me about it and he's like, Oh, oh, you, you, you do want to hear about it? And like, and he's, and he's like, oh, nobody ever like wants to actually hear about it. Oh, and like, I love these like older uh, friends of like Thrawn because like both Thras and like Arlani are obviously older than him. But I like, I don't know how much of like Thras, but I think Arlani is like at least like five years or something older than like Thrawn. But like both these like people being like, older like sibling moment for like Theron but also like besties <laughs> being like hey it's okay like if you want to like talk about these things I'll, I'll listen I'm actually like want to hear what your thoughts and Theron being like hmm this has never happened to me before oh well, uh, I don't know how much older Thras is because Theraki does say like we did want to pair you guys together and I feel like they are kind of sort of rising in the ranks together a little bit this is also why I wish we knew a little bit more about Thras um because it'd be cool to see like parallels between them because if they were similar in age because they definitely like tried to be like oh we're gonna pair them together like skills wise and whatever and he did seem like he was kind of young they were like oh like he's a cousin but he's like you know He's like a new like yeah like, he's ar- new aristocrat yeah Thras is, a, Thras is just a little guy confirmed not I mean he is shorter than Thrawn if y'all yeah. saw the poster he from is, the Barnes and Noble no he is literally just a little guy my theory is this Thrawn is a Thrawn is autistic um obviously um correct and, and his two his two pretty best friends <laughs> his two best friends um. Thras and Arlani have ADHD, <laughs> and um, and so Thraki was like, "These two motherfuckers need to complement each other with their two little brain problems." Um, Thraki is like, "Uh, I love neurodivergent people." Yeah, <laughs> I do, um, do love that. He's like, he's like, "Yes, I love it," and I'm gonna compliment both of your strengths and cover for your weaknesses. Iconic. The Raki, I miss you, oh King. Oh my god. This is why, like, Thurfian is Ugh. neurotypical, and he's... Fuck, fuck Thurfian. Once like... again, I'm, like, un- I'm like unprompted. I'm like, dang. Thurfian, I hate you so much. Dang. Thurstalmu, though. <laughs> oh, That's no. the only context of which I like him, and only because I think both of them would be miserable. Um, True. But I, I will say, I will say this. If we're... Uh, if, 
one more thing about uh neurodivergent uh if I don't know if I mentioned this last episode, but I did. There in this ep- in this episode in this book, there is a moment where with Arlani, where she's oh she's talking to Bakif and she and they're like talking, they're planning whatever, and she's like, I gotta get this one out before I forget it, before the thought passes me, whatever. And she's like, I know I'm not supposed to interrupt the commanding officer, but I just got to get this one out here. And I was like, oh, my God, girl, so relatable. Neurodetergent moment. And then she's like, I am so sorry for interrupting. Um, And Bucky is just like, it is okay, my fifth neurodivergent child. Um, my favorite memory was when we got the, the information about um, what the Odo means. There was something very emotional about that scene. Well, obviously... But, like, just, like, finding out that that means protector um, and in that, like, specific context, I, hmm, much to think about. Um, the Stiblo family personally comes and bitch slaps Thrawn for the shitty bulls in the Empire. <laughs> They're like, hey, girlie, do you not, you are our brother, Thrawn. <laughs> They're like, bitch. Hayden, pa- Patriarch Glamiov comes over and just, like, Slap. Like, like, I have the high that? ground. Punches him in the throat. They're like, give me the Odo back. <laughs> yeah. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're done. Okay, wait. No, I'm so sorry, but the, the um CDEF raising money by being like five dollars to punch Thrawn. <laughs> <laughs> there there feels like, like I'll fund the oh entire CDF. <laughs> Put Thrawn in a dunk tank. I mean, I feel like that's I feel like that's what Ezra does in Rebels. Like he just perpetually dunks on that man. So that's what they're doing wherever they are, like lost in like you know the chaos. That's how they're raising money to get out of the chaos. Okay, I'm so sorry. The idea has now occurred to me the the concept of them being you know like in like some the outer reaches of fucking who knows where and Thrawn and Ezra are just going door to door like selling chocolate bars they're like we're trying to fund our trip back into like you know lesser space if you could buy one it would help and then Ezra's eaten like half of the the supply and Thrawn's like you can't get high (laughs) off of your own supply I can't do what Ezra being like well it's not my fault I'm hungry we haven't made enough money (laughs) you haven't made us any (laughs) you don't know how to cook anything he's like I'm literally neurodivergent and a minor you need to be the adult here and Thrawn's like I'm also neurodivergent and a minor (laughs) (laughs) the way that neither of them are minors oh I didn't get to say what my favorite memory is but um I liked all of them, not to be that person, but uh, I did really enjoy all of them. But I guess if I have to pick one, I actually think it was like really uh, funny. The the one memory about like Thras, like, you know, he's sitting at his like little desk, he's doing his little desk job. And then the other person just like, hey, you're the newest person here. So you got to fucking do the <laughs> do this like work that uh, Thurfian is making us do. And Thras is like, <sighs> I guess. And then him realizing, he's like, wait a sec, this is about Thrawn. <laughs> he's like, fuck, fuck. He's like, I know Thurfian hates Thrawn and I have to protect him. And like, Thurfian distracting, no, Thras distracting Thurfian um, by um, making himself seem incompetent and Thurfian being like, fucking, he's like, Thras, he's like, do your job better. 
And Thras is like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do better next time. And Therpian just like, don't apologize for like messing up either. You gotta just like, you know, just do better. Yeah. And then Thras is just like, all according to plan. He got so distracted by being angry at me that now Thrawn is safe. I also do love the moment where um, Thras is like, he figures out that Thrawn lost a sister or whatever. And Thrawn's like, it's okay. Like, you know, I'm over it. It's not anything I can change or whatever. And Thras is like, so anyway. I'm going to go I find. St- <laughs> I started swinging. <laughs> He's just like, hmm. Thrawn, my my bestie, my, my brother Thrawn is like still like not really over the fact that his like sister disappeared like years ago i'm gonna find out what happened to her don't worry thrawn but then he never actually got to give it to him himself he like thrak is the one who got his got the thing and then he's just like hey Thivik, if um you could give this to my new like thrawn protector because my boy thras has passed away and now i've assigned this little girl protector yeah the protector shut up no okay speaking of that can we talk about what the fuck the chiss do to their skywalkers yes i'm so sorry to the motherfuckers who are like oh my god the jedi steal babies like they're Mm -hmm. like terrible to them no no actually because they do not wipe their memories they do not actively do, do like traumatize a child and they also like do not actually kidnap children. The parents have to actually give them permission. They yeah, give actually be... the exact opposite. Not for me to like go on my little Jedi Order rant for a second, but like this is like I love the concept of the Jedi of of the Jedi and Force sensitive people as like being neurodivergent and like the Jedi Order being one format of like people being able to be amongst people who can like provide them like adaptation and like accommodations in the world and like that's a utopia that we don't have in our own world etc 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 um so like that's why i think obi-wan says it i think in like a legends book or something like that that like he like it's so much harder for people who don't grow up with the community around them because you know they have something that in their brain that they don't understand um and you know and that explains anakin really well even even kylo ren really well whatever of like you know not being amongst your peers and et cetera, et cetera. so what the so for people to be like oh they steal children and they're bad and whatever and i'm like go fuck yourself uh so what the chiss do is they're like i mean yeah we'll we'll bring them the, we'll bring them amongst their own people not but- only that they they say hey we're gonna have a state mandated like state mandated test to make sure that like Let's see what's going on with your kid. Oh, we have sensed something that is different about your child. We're going to take them away and seclude them and, like, then rehouse them with a different family post that and kind of just make them live with, live like that. Congrats. Chis, Chis Ascendi. I did say this for the first book, but I was like, hey, Chis Ascendi, your reliance on standardized testing makes me feel fucking violent. <laughs> yeah, I don't really enjoy the, the, um... Uh, the no child left behindification of the Chiss ascendancy. I don't really no Chiss left behind. No, <laughs> that's the episode title. It was replaced. It was replaced with the Every Chiss Succeeds Act. <laughs> Not Michelle Obama, Thalius. <laughs> <laughs> George W. Bush. No, get out! Get out! Dick Cheney. <laughs> 
Wait, no, everybody. Mick no! Cheney. No! Yeah, it's really fucked up that they're just like, oh yeah, we're like doing little tests. And then like if they realize like this like child has um Skywalker like potential, they're just like, okay, we're gonna uh take your child now. And then them being like realizing like, oh, the Skywalkers, they like cried too much and they had like trouble like you know adapting to being in the like defense or fleet like you know in the military and they're like so it was like no good for all of us because like kids crying so we're just gonna wipe their memories like that is the most fucked up thing and the fact that they like said that like the all the patriarchs they have to agree to like that like you know it's like a thing that's like kept secret amongst like the really high up members of like the aristocra and the like the syndicure and all that stuff so it's just like that means every like every time they like have like those like special little meetings where they're like okay we gotta like decide on like the rules and they're like do we all still agree with um you know taking these kids like and then um making them <laughs> have their memories wiped and them all being like yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's that sounds fine to me. So I always wondered, they have said in previous books that other than the bridge crew, everybody else on the sh- on the ships, everybody else in the fleet doesn't know about the Skywalkers, which is like kind of crazy. It's like, oh, for thousands of years, it's been this way and nobody's fucking figured it out. But also they wipe the kids memories. What about their parents? Are, are they, is everybody just under a really big NDA? Like, well, how does this fucking no, work? I assume it's like some type of either NDA situation uh, because like Thrawn clearly like remembers he has a sister and all of those kind of things. But uh, yeah, I assume that it's like your child is like being taken, is, is getting Hogwartsified except for so much worse somehow. Very powerful of Thrawn's sister to be like, actually, fuck y'all. Yeah, no. Okay, that's what I wanted to say, actually. I This is something I'm curious about, is like, do we think this practice changes um, with with the ending of this book? Because Thalius and Chiri go off to, to work with uh, Barika um, at, the, at the Shade House. But I like the idea of, especially because like for Vanya, for example, she has like one or two years old the idea of her being part of the first generation of skywalkers uh after a fucking millennia of them getting their memories wiped rather getting to keep their memories and then being able to be prolonged and stay longer as skywalkers is that why the grisks want to steal them do that's they, exactly do they find out that they're special little girls exactly like i there are so many questions that i'm like timmy i want i want the skywalker trilogy i want the cheery books where's the cheery trilogy not the skywalker trilogy i want the skywalker wait <laughs> the Sky, yeah skywalker saga i don't know her only cheery's <laughs> cheery's books i do like skywalker saga but it's sky like sky dash walker and they're like yes this is the skywalker saga and have people be like oh this is so stupid legends whatever it's like it's Timmy's on. I would live for that because it would be like, Kathleen Kennedy made it about women. And I'd be like, surprise, should it? A 75-year-old man made it about women. Actually, kind of powerful of Timothy's on to be like, listen, I know George said that the last name for these two men and then this and then Shmi is Skywalker. But what if I retroactively made them little girls? And that like that's just a common word in the in the in the galaxy, maybe that has been translated across many languages that then became someone's name. I do think it's like 
not only just like the NDA like kind of like thing I think seen as like an honor to be able to like give their like child over to the freaking military and be like oh yeah they're like a Skywalker and maybe they even like pay off the family being like oh yeah here's like some money since you're like giving your fucking child to us and you're never gonna see them again uh here take take this which is still like really fucked up and just like just ascendi why the fuck are you like that it has just occurred to me that maybe they are just saying that they're rematching the child to a different family but why that's true that's true because the child is just like gifted smart yeah actually your child gets to be rich now and you don't no exactly like, but also you could never speak like, not the charlie in the chocolate factoryification of the skywalkers no no but also no. but that wouldn't explain why you can like never speak hey, to them again i'm so sorry chissy in the chocolate factory <laughs> cheery in the oh. chocolate factory oh that makes thrawn willy wonka and that's very powerful willy wonka uh, no no, no. Yeah! Shut up! Shut up! Okay. Wait, does Wait that the mean- glass. The glass elevator is no, the five weeks God. he makes her learn how to Because, <laughs> like, you know, the just ascendancy already has like weird politics about like moving up and being like part of one, like the nine ruling families, and how that's such a high honor, and just like giving up your old family, and they don't particularly seem to care about that. Like, um, being taken in by one of the nine ruling families is like cool. So they're just like, yeah, okay, go be part of one of those families. That's like a really great honor for the rest of us like goodbye like because Thrawn like Zienda I'm assuming Samakra too don't ever like really talk about their old like families and just like the brief mention of possibly being rematched to their like old families is just like fuck they like they don't want to go back so I assume maybe it's like that with like them taking these little girls away and being like, oh, yeah, we're going to um, take your kid away. They're going to be rematched to one of, like, the nine ruling families or, like, one of the f- the 40 great families. Which technically and isn't these, a lie. Like, yeah. So, like, those parents are just like, okay. Even if they did know, and um, if they knew that the Skywalkers often get matched to powerful families later on, it could be like, I know that she will get a better life oh my god not the skywalker program being the problematic privatized adoption industry oh no oh no chis ascendi fuck the chis ascendancy all my homies hate the chis ascendancy well so there's this thing with the chis ascendi in general that we see with a lot of stuff that they are a very like they're a very collective they they think in the collective so you could say they're very concerned about the greater good i can't with that they They just don't want to deal with like you know like things like the less less i mean the republic eventually the empire but you know when you ignore both the less if if you focus on the lesser evil and ignore you know and work for the greater good sometimes you might not recognize that the chaos is rising not (laughs) not shut up not to not to do the obvious comparison so i apologize in advance but the empire and the the republic like are very individualistic and obviously something does occur in the high republic that changes how they used to be until they are now um but they're also very like it's very american ideals it's very like individualism whatever the just ascendancy is the exact opposite um they're very collective they've been like that for a very long time they have these family roots that are very much like this one might say one might say the the cold warification of uh of 
the Chiss ascendancy versus the uh the versus the 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 Republic and the Empire. It's like, well, are they are they Russia? If they, if they're Russia, that really does make the Skywalkers like the Black Widow program, and I can't deal with that. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't. I can't. We can't bring that into an actual conversation about the real Cold War. I'm joking. It's called jokes. Also followed by um quickly who is the Margaret the way why stop no! Who, no stop who is the Margaret Thatcher of the Chiss ascendancy and why is it Thurfian? Ah! <laughs> okay, Thatcher is Margaret Thatcher a member of the myth? Myth Thatcher. What's the what's the was she girl was she girl bossing quote about Margaret Thatcher? Oh, do you think that she actively do you think that she um uh, effectively utilized girl power when she sent mil- paramilitary death squads to Northern Ireland. <laughs> that's Thurfian. <laughs> Honestly, that's it- actually Thurfian talking about Thrawn to like Aralani. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, do you think he used? Do you think he used boy power? Boy does, Thrawn, does, Thrawn, does Thrawn? Is Thrawn a boy boss? To be fair, Zistamu did just like openly be like, "Hey, Jixis, hi, my bestie." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone makes mistakes. Uh, Speaking of which, a total side note, now that we've compared them to the Cold War. Um, Let's talk about Thurstalmu. Hi, um, welcome to my Thurstalmu (laughs) TED Talk, where, like, (laughs) Um, they're my problematic favorite ship. How are they problematic? How are they? I do. I do just want to say, is married, and Thurfian is a homewrecker. They could be in an open relationship. Hey, do you guys separated? Do you guys know that um song that's very popular on TikTok? That's like, oh girl, it's you. That is about Donald Trump and uh oh my god, Theresa May. That is that is. There's Stalmu. That's so out. true. Not as the world caves in. There's Stalmu yeah. edit. Oh no. Okay. You know how it's like Taylor's version. It's There's Stalmu's version. No. Get Taylor out of your mouth in no. reference to them. In in all seriousness, <laughs> the all too well music video. But it's, it's <laughs> no, where's like the like where's Nana's what is version? The scarf? What does the scarf she, like, mean? The scarf still the virgin thing. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, I need the story about Nana like realizing that this this Stalmu is like cheating on her with like Thurfian and her no. divorcing. No like, body, no crime. crime. That's a Taylor <laughs> Swift song for those of you who aren't Swifties out there. <laughs> to be fair, the half of the uh, posts on this podcast did forget that Zistalmu was married. It's number one. Yeah, I want to be separated. Number two, no, he's uh, a cheater. Open marriage. I, I want to formally apologize for uh, forgetting about. Uh, poor Nana, but she is Zistamu's canonical wife, and like fucking Nana girl, I hope you got out of there because like you're. <laughs> I we only saw you in like Chaos Rising for a bit when you had to like take care of Cheery, and like Arlani did not want you to be there taking care of. Actually, Chiri. she seemed like kind of a bitch, so actually, fuck her. Well, like we don't actually know her that well, and like she still did not deserve to be cheated on. Like, is this Dalmu? You're Gosh. married. Why are you like? <laughs> why are you? Fo- He's married. He's married, said, and he might be dying. That being said, um, in all Noah seriousness- is not here again. I'm I'm filling his role. That being said, in all seriousness, like we have been joking about Thurstalmu for like some time, and in this book, like it really got a very 
borderline gay in this book like in this book like especially towards the end it was like no. we used to have a relationship we have literally i i yelled i was like i literally turned to claire and i was like they're fucking like i i stopped listening i turned i i disconnected my headphones i was like claire just listen to just this part and i was like claire just listen to this part and tell me what you think of these two characters and it was the like we used to have a relationship blah 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 part and claire was like oh they're fucking like (laughs) like it's clear strangers to friends friends into lovers and then friends or lovers to strangers again that song from ted lasso anyone so true anyways anyone have final thoughts about uh lesser Eve? i thought it was really good i will add i think um it really was like the revenge of the sith of thrawn we didn't actually we didn't actually talk about the fucking plot that much but that's not why people listen to this podcast no but i will say star flash girly sometimes things that are expensive are worse I would love to see at some point where they got that from the from the Republic. I just want to know. They bought it off of Martian Rose, great great grandma. Here's the piece, and you guys know the High Republic better than me. There were a lot of little things that I was like, hmm, there's some connections here. First of all, that's kind of a big thing to introduce Star Flash, and it'd be like, oh, they got it from a Republic. Anyway, other one was obviously Cheery and the Magus. If they're close to each other, like, it affects each other, which I think kind of, it goes into that same thing I said before about, like, people who are Force-sensitive, if they grow up near each other, they can figure out what that means, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they do just be Force-timing each other, and yes, that is something Mari, one Mari Santeca do be doing. Yeah, well, and and, and that's that's one thing. At the end, like, Bucky's, like, last line is, like, I just hope that that's, like, not his his ending or his doom or whatever. I forget what the actual line is, whatever. And obviously we don't, Thrawn's not dead. Um, and the line that the, the Bendu says to Thrawn is the like many armed embrace thing. And obviously we think that that's the Pergil, but I am, I firmly believe, I firmly believe that those two lines and those two moments, they, they allude to something else. They, they allude to like his actual end. And that's, that's where the brain is going right now. He, they they go in, they're like, Thrawn, you're back, group hug. And then they stab him like Caesar. We did say, yes, this is the Revenge of the Sith. Um, and it's Revenge of the Sith in that, like, we know what's going to happen. And so we just don't know how. So it's very much like watching the entire Siege of Mandalore and Revenge of the Sith. And it's like, oh, my God. Um, still happy that there weren't as many deaths as in Revenge of the Sith. But I will say, I don't like Anakin as a person, but the sadness of all the people around him who love him, the moment when Thrawn mentions Anakin and is like, maybe I'll get to see my friend again if he survived, whatever. I did genuinely tear up at that. <laughs> like I, I laughed. Like, oh! <laughs> I, like, it is, he is going to show up and be like, and and it's funny because you do know what like he does show up to the empire he's like i I know one person at this party and they're like he's dead (laughs) yeah but then he meets vader and then he's like hanging out with vader he's just like hmm i do like to talk about the parallels to anakin as you know he is this like talented person who they keep saying is like he could either save all of us or fuck us all over and then they realize like oh 
he's very talented, but he's got a little bit of a worm in the brain. Um, and Bucky at the end is like, what did you say? <laughs> he said, what? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> like, at the end, it's this, and it's it's very similar, but I do also like to think of all the parallels, and I wish somebody had get, gotten to ask Timmy if this was on purpose. Probably not. But if this was on purpose of, like, all the parallels of the characters, in my brain, this is how I have it mapped out. Please fight with me on it. But I, I firmly believe... At first, I thought Phileas was his Rex, but this book is what changed my mind. And then I thought, no, Smacro is his Rex because Smacro has a very similar arc to Rex of like from from beginning to end of being his own person. So I thought Smacro was his Rex, and obviously Cheery is Ahsoka. Um, and then I thought Thras is Shmi because. That's at first I thought, well, his sister that he lost when he was young is is Shmi, but then I thought, oh, Thras is Shmi because that's like the loss that kind of like that's the beginning of the end. And then I was like, oh, Bakif is Qui Gon because he like advocates for him, but Bakif's not dead, so there's that. And obviously, Aralani is Obi Wan who's always there for him and covers up for all his fucking mistakes and <laughs> is like, bestie, bestie girl, what are you doing? Like, I will be behind you, but I. Literally keep risking my own career for you every single time. I don't know why, but I trust you. Um, and also who, like, when they get confronted later is like, Bestie girl, what are you doing? Um, in in Treason, although not as much as in Revenge of the Sith, obviously. And I firmly believe that Thalius is R2. Because Thalius with the Glock, that's what, that is what convinced me. And she's the protector and, like, kind of the only useful one in the room other than, you know, Thrawn or whatever. So I firmly believe, and, you know, R2 is, like, the only bitch who gets anything done in this house. And I think that's very much Thalius. Um, in this essay, I will. Oh, also, obviously, that makes Wutro Cody. Obviously, the, the Cody one is stored in the Wutro Lani. Discuss amongst yourselves, but this is this is this is the hill I am dying on. Oh, and that does make Eli Padme not because just because they're in love, but also like character-wise, because it's very much of like I have had friends, I have people who love me, I have people who support me, but then I met this one person who uh, makes me feel like I can be myself and who understands me in a way that uh, other people don't. And who I would literally do anything for. It does make me feel a little crazy. And uh, anyway, that's my TED Talk. Um, does anyone disagree? Who's Thrawn? Anakin! No, no, no. I mean, no, I heard that. I mean, like, who is he? Like, who is that guy? That Like, I don't, I've never heard of Thrawn. <laughs> yeah, uh, who is that? Can you, like... I guess you're like a bigger Star Wars fan than me because I don't, I don't know who that is. Like, which Thrawn, no, 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 wait. I remember Thrawn is the gold guy, right? Like the one who's like, oh, hello, it's me, Thrawn. Actually, With the red arm in the, in the sequels. Actually, who, yeah, who is the 3PO oh, of the Chiss Ascendi? See, I was going to say that's some acro, but. Roscue? Actually, <laughs> I I did think about R2 and 3PO as Thalius and some macro is very pale. Them being that, them, them, because there's no droids in the ascendancy and there's always like two gay little droids, it being Thalius and some macro. 
Samalia's being the two gay little droids and the Chiss is so I know. Funny. They're like, so they powerful. fit it. Because it's like, you know, you got Chopper and AP5. You got C-3PO and R2. You've got and what they I'm kind hoping. of have like that relationship where they're like, they kind of like seem like mean yeah. to each other sometimes. Will, a will they, won't they, if you will. Mel, what are your like final like, thoughts on this book? We spent too long. I like this book. I think it's since reading it, I, I've had to make make a lot of thoughts about my my Thrawn book rankings. Um, I think it's probably my second favorite Thrawn book. Um, I really enjoyed it. I think it's just it's a really great way to wrap up this series and like not to not to sound like a basic white bitch on Maine, but like I'm I'm sad that it's over, but I'm happy that it happened not crying because it's over smiling because it happened type moment um because i'm like yeah like this this really put together a lot of pieces i i talked about this last episode of like i understand exactly how thrawn went from just a little guy here to like sir you are committing war crimes just left and right because he is what no thras does to a motherfucker what no like commute like like true importance of community does to a motherfucker because after being in, raised in the Chiss ascendancy is such uh, a strong idea of like these things you might not quite understand it or grasp it in that same way but being thrown into a culture that does the almost the exact opposite I can see how that like pushes a motherfucker to be like actually fuck this I'm going to become violent well we were talking about that that last episode where um it was like there are a lot of sure there's a lot of politics in in the empire but they're they're personal politics which Thrawn is great at because he can read people and he can read their motivations it's not the collective politics of interconnected bullshit it's personal motivations and personal goals and that ends up being the empire's downfall um and that's why he thrives there because it it's 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 more of like a win a win lose personal situation of a more of a battle of literal battle situation yeah. um and also the actual politics are gone because it is a military society in the empire <laughs> i'm just i'm thinking about like krennic don't choke on or yeah don't choke on your aspirations and like thrawn is like i have my fucked up little project but like at least it's not starflash to electric boogaloo to be fair anakin did agree with him anakin was like bestie bestie girl this is bad I like, like I support th- uh, Thrawn's little um, little tie defender project. What the yeah. fuck is Krennic doing? <laughs> He's like, I love I love Thrawn's fucked up little Hot Wheels project. Let's get into that. Okay, but to be fair, that's just because he's like, man, I sure do love ships. Krennic's is just a big stupid thing that doesn't go fast. That's exactly it's a I, big I ball in the sky. What the <laughs> fuck is stupid that? golf ball? Canonically, the reason he does hate it is because it will put him out of a job. <laughs> Yes, but also I'm just thinking about the idea now of Thrawn just being a bitch and being like, wouldn't it be funny if you made Vader in charge of of looking over all that shit? Anyways, bye, idiots. I'm going to go fuck off. Fucking Krennic is the person that's just like, Epcopal. <laughs> when they're just like, who's your favorite like girl in school? I think like, and then Krennic's just like, Epcopal, but it's his fucking period as the person in this in this like a little zoom room who has read this book three about to be four times because i'm finishing the audiobook that's you um, may have read it almost 
the most amount of times besides like editor Tom and Timmy himself. <laughs> I'm sorry that I'm unwell and like a uh, Thrawn. Like the second we got the arc of this, like we got this like literally the last day of September is when we got the arc of this book, and I said, "Sorry, everyone." Thrawn has this taken the reins on my brain. Like, I couldn't, like, you know, this was before, like, Ronan dropped. Emma, I love you if you're listening to this. Um, and I hadn't finished Ronan because I was just like, my brain said, hey, f- read read Lesser Evil right fucking now. And I was just like, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then uh, I kept rereading it because I was just like, I don't know what I feel empty inside. I just have to keep reliving this moment. I wouldn't, I don't know if it's like exactly my favorite, but it is also very high up there. Probably like my second favorite. I re-listened to the the first Thrawn book, like Thrawn 2017. And I think actually the original like first Thrawn book is my favorite because that is um, where Eli thrives. And Eli, I miss you. And just there's a lot in this book and maybe that's why I kept rereading it is because like, yeah, it's like this may be like the last time you get to like see these characters and they're very epic. And uh, I got very emotional several times reading this book. I have to dock points because there's no Cody in this book. Well, we have uh, Wutro. We have Wutro who's just Cody. <laughs> No, Shody. No. no. <laughs> the way I almost said that same exact fucking Shut thing. Shut up, not Shody. Shody, watch. Yeah, sorry. This has been Shody. Wait, we should, so in no. in every other piece of media, we should do Woodrow watch. <laughs> I, like, I like. Drow. I like. I like Cody showing up in the Kenobi show, and we're like Woodrow watch. Where was Woodrow? But yeah, this book meant a lot. It's really good. We got to. Like, it, it re- I feel like really solidified, like, yeah, throwing this neurodivergent. Like, um, anyone who says no, you're no offense, you're stupid. Just those moments with like Thras, Thras, I'm thinking about you. Like, I haven't read any of the Legends books, but uh, now I'm very tempted to, to read Outbound Flood because Thras, King, you dug your way into my fucking heart. I, I feel like I am physically incapable of letting go of these characters, and that's why I'm in a perpetual state of I have to keep rereading Lesser Evil. So I would love to talk about my final thoughts about Lesser Evil. I think Jess did clock me earlier in saying that. So I have basically read the whole book. I kind of skimmed through it so that I could be prepared to talk about it. And then I'm going back and rereading it now. Obviously, I don't have a lot of the very deep takes. That being said, dang, like the plot points are solid. Like it feels like I I know that I was first very concerned because it's a very thick book. It's a really long book. And I think a lot of the times with very long books like that, there's a lot of words and a lot of talking and a lot of unnecessary stuff, but I do not feel like that was the case with this book. Like it felt like every part added something to the story. I think it was a good ending. I'm excited to really go back and look through it with a bit more of a critical and like deep eye. So fuck, I forgot to like say the epilogue of this book, the epilogue of this book. I, <laughs> how is it? Fuck the 
first page of the Thrawn book. And how when I realized the Rogue that, One of it all though. Yeah, when I fucking Ooh. realized that, I like started fucking crying. I was just like, wait, wait. This is literally the first page of Thrawn 2017. And the fact that Thrawn did like whole ass, like not even lie to Night Swan in Thrawn 2017. He's just like, yeah, um, I willingly got exiled by my people so that I could like, you know, help them out. But it was like kind of like a fake exile where like I just jumped around like planets <laughs> until someone like found me. So tea. And like Night Swan's like, why the fuck are you trauma dumping on me? But okay. Not Night Swan being like, wow, can you please tell me before you start trauma dumping and thrones? Like, I was just going to ask if you wanted to go hang out with my cool, my, my cool friends on my home planet. Yeah, but like back when I first read like Thrawn 2017, I was just like, is that the truth? Or was he just lying to Night Swan again to like tell him like shit to <laughs> try to be like, hey, you want a trauma bond with me, Night Swan? This is my second favorite Thrawn book after uh, Thrawn 2017. Yeah, it is the culmination of a lot of stuff. So it's like hard to talk about it like by itself. I also did love what you guys said before of how... None of it felt like it was, you know, a lot of people talking and trying to get through stuff. Uh, Timmy, I think, said on the panel, he was like, you know, uh, for every scene and like who I'm going to pick, whose point of view it through, like there's a purpose for it. And it really felt like that in this book. Truly, my only critique of it is also the only the reason why I love it is like I I it it took me far like just read it like three times. I it took me a long time to finish. I legitimately didn't want it to end because I was like, oh, I may never see these characters anymore. I I felt the same way about Ronan, actually, where I was like, oh, I'm never probably going to see these characters anymore. And I'm genuinely very sad. Two types of ways to like deal with like never going <laughs> to see these characters again. You either read the thing very slowly because you don't want it to end or you just keep rereading it because you're like, fuck. Literally, I'm I'm very sad. And there were pieces where I was like, oh, like, does Thrawn get to say goodbye to Cheery? Like, are, I'd love to know more about, like, Thras as a person and, like, all these different things, whatever. And I was like, I understand why we could never get to those, whatever. But I was like, oh. The two sides of this coin is like, oh, we've created such, like, fleshed out cool characters that now it's like, oh, I want to know literally everything about them. And it's, it's very, and it's very sad, you know, maybe we will get our, maybe we'll get our Clone Wars of this prequel trilogy. No, I'm kidding. The little emotional moments with Thrawn, I was also re-watching the end of Rebels right when I finished this. So, uh, I have friends that I've been showing all of Star Wars, and we did finish Rebels the same week that I finished this book. So, I was not in a good fucking place. It was very hard to watch Thrawn um, lose his fucking cool on Lothal after this. I was like, hey, bestie boy, what are you doing? I hate you, girl. Um, he, had to, he had to shit. Next question. <laughs> I was like, hey, bestie. No. Um, it's because the Empire has like like different type of like lactose-like products like over there. I hate you like, people. I mean, also they did because he no longer has his support group. He, he no longer yeah, has yeah, his yeah. system of support like that keeps him. Said. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, no, he literally. Is, he is now radicalized. But in a bad uh, way. In a bad way. This book, I, I, I cried several times. I don't like how much it makes me emotionally attached to this man. He's genuinely funny. Um, set a bunch of times. Uh, 
legitimately when uh Zyanda says ass, it's very funny. And uh and also Thrawn gets to be funny a bunch of times and um yeah, I I I I was I was I I I said this on Twitter a couple places where, like, the whole, like, thesis of Star Wars is, like, yeah, it's about space battles, but it's really about the friends we made along the way. And the whole thing with Thrawn is, like, oh, he's a he's a battle tactician. That's all about the strategy and it's all about the, it's all about the, the nitty-gritty or whatever. And, like, yeah, that's there. There's plenty of it in this book. Um, but it's literally it's it's and i think that's why people love have always loved these books and this character or whatever is it embodies the shit that people always like about star wars is that um maybe the real battle tactics are the friends we made along the way welcome to thrawn ascendancy what if in this segment I have compiled a couple of theories about what was going to happen in Lesser Evil before Lesser Evil came out. And we are going to see not only how close they are, but in what world we think, like, how could that have happened? I want to give a huge shout out to at uh, Skywalker Thrawn on Twitter and other social medias. I know they're on TikTok as well for their help. And they help oh, me a lot. Oh, that's why you said you went to an expert. Oh. I did. I went to the, I went, I went to the, went to the source. Um, so I have a couple theories for you guys today of things that fans were saying, like, maybe this will happen. And we're going to say, how close was it? And in what world could that have happened? What would have happened? The first one I have for you today is <laughs> Jixtus is Thras theory. The way Josh kept saying that one. So, okay. The yeah, way that- Josh and Sage and <laughs> Mackenzie. Josh and Sage and Mackenzie, all friends of the pod. Yeah. the way we love that- you. The way that I could see this working is if, like... <laughs> Thras is like, oh, I'm gonna go die, and then he lives, and it's like, dang, no one came to pick me up. <laughs> I guess I'll be become the Joker now. That's powerful of him, though. Um, so this is my Jake Paul AU. Um, <laughs> I think you just became a prank YouTuber, and this is Jixtus's whole deal is just one big prank on the chiz. Oh my god, he, he just his, his prank got a little bit too involved, and he's yeah. like, "I can't go back now. In for a penny, out for a pound." Right? Exactly. He's like, um, he's like, emotional. I got canceled. In parentheses, <laughs> exiled. Oh, I do like I do like um, Thras no tap apology, and then having to do a like a video apology, being like, "Sorry, my no tap apology wasn't good." I like I like the duology of chancel culture and Thras's notes app apology. <laughs> Thras gets chancelled. Is that not what dies? Not not what dying is. It's just permanent Did cancellation. The ultimate cancellation. Didn't Thrawn get cancelled? Yeah, yes, they both did. did. Just like the Paul brothers. Um, are you guys ready for the next one? So this one theory, this was less of a theory and more like a manifest. People attempting to manifest this was Kilori kicks the bucket. God, I wish. Unfortunately, I was trying to manifest that so hard since Chaos Rising. He's, he's the reason that Uni and Vanya. Get yeah, I'm captured. so sure this motherfucker is the reason. He went to the Grisks after all of this. I'm so sure it was like, hey, I'm pretty sure the Chiss use children as um, navigators, and the Grisks to- are like, okay, let's just start kidnapping kids. To be fair, 
they have used like other navigators like when they don't want to show like that oh they use they use their own navigators they have used other navigators has no other navigator from the navigator scale been like hmm this is a little close this feels like this no, chair is for children i think they use like different did they use the same it's ships like, oh my god no it's like a restaurant where they have the booster seat that they put on top of the chair <laughs> um i do also want to say we're forgetting that this is called what if so we do need to say in how do how, how let's fantasize about Kalori's death what do we think would have happened blows up in a passion i think he's just hanging out and he's like yeah so thrawn not and then he just explodes yes so this is my thought um, so you had, do you guys remember, this is a bit of a deep cut, those commercials for Capri Sun where like if they stepped on the like, <laughs> if they stepped on the the Capri Sun litter, they just exploded in a passion. That is what I think happens. Respect, respect the pouch. Respect the, respect the juice pouch. Correct. Hey, hey, this book, they did get boxes, like juice boxes this time. Like they have stepped up. They're like, yeah. Got a little bit more money. We got like actual like fancy like juice boxes for like the kids. Not them being like we've been defunded, so we've moved from pouches to boxes. <laughs> Do you think it was defunded or they just got more funds? Discuss. Wait, also we did we did find out that uh Thrawn does like what were they? Cheese puffs? Quiche? Cheese, cheese triangles. triangles. So they were like little crab rangoons. <laughs> I, I do like I saw the people idea. Think- cheese it's but like what if they are just like slices of like they have a charcuterie no, board it's doritos <gasps> Dor- <gasps> doritos does he like cool ranch did you guys see like Thrawn, that tweet cool I sent- too spicy for him yeah the tweet i sent the other day was just like this is what i feed the palpatine to kill him but no that's what like that's actually thron's favorite food <laughs> oh my god that's why it Thrawn's was like the doritos like- and melon do cheesecake yes i yes because he gets the doritos <laughs> yes. Yes, and they make them differently in the Empire. Have we ever explained that Thrawn has IBS thing on here? I we feel don't like need to. It's canon. Here is my last one that I've brought for you today. Um, a lot of people were thinking that our boy, our boy Sammy Samacro, for those of you who don't know who that is, was going to pass away in a passion, perhaps sacrifice himself. In what world do we think Samacro would have kicked the bucket? Um, he would sacrifice himself for Cherry. I think. Oh, he I was, was so ready to sacrifice himself for Thalius and Cherry. Yeah, I was gonna say death by misadventure because I think it'd be funny. But <laughs> yeah, that one's much better. That's why you guys. That's why Timothy's on wrote the book and not me. I also did forget about that part where Smackro did kind of enter his Thrawn era and be like, "I saw and I started swinging." And it was he was and- like, "May just fuck off." <laughs> He was like, maybe I will shoot on innocence. And you're like, whoa, Thrawn moment, Jesus. Um, and you're like, you've been hanging around with that motherfucker a little too long, bestie. I was gonna say fart attack. <laughs> I do like I do like the duality of us being like, haha, silly boy has accident, and they're like, what if it's because he gave his life up for the and we're like, haha. Anyway, I just think Samacro being like Oh, hold on here, Thalius. Let me grab the door for you. Whoa! And the door, like, doesn't have a floor on the other side, and he falls. Not him going to the Winchester Mystery House with Thalius and Cheesy. Thank you guys for playing this edition of Thrawn Ascendancy. What if? I cannot wait to bring this back when there's another hyped up story. <laughs> we'll do it for High Republic. Yeah, Fallen Star's gonna be crazy. It's weird doing two segments in a row, but welcome to Name That Ship. 
It is our favorite segment where one of our hosts will bring a fan fiction, read the tags, the title, everything people will need to know to guess who the main ship is in the fic. I am going to go first. I have brought one today. This is from 2017, just so you guys know. It's a bit of an oldie. Is it Thrawn by Timothy Zahn? It is. It's actually Thrawn by Timothy Zahn. Let me go. I will go ahead and get into it. Uh, It is M for mature, character A slash character B, character A, character B, character A takes character B out and gives him a taste of the finer things. A bit sweet and fluffy. Is character B really tired or is he playing? I bet he perks right up when he gets to character A's place. Sugar daddy character A. Do you want to hear the summary? Uh, Prompt Phil. Yeah. One falling asleep with their head on the other's lap. Drabble, character A, X character B, set in my sugar daddy character A, office AU-verse. Is one of these characters Thrawn? One of them is Thrawn. Is the other one's not a Chiss? No. It's not Eli? It's not Eli. Are they Imperial? Yes. Are they someone is it, he, he knows? Is it Anakin? It is not Anakin. Is it is one it, Orson Krennic? It is not. Is it I a will man? Is it Brian Lee Ralph? Thrawn is not the sugar daddy. Is he? Is it a man? So is, is it Tarkin? It is Tarkin. Motherfucker! Tarkin! Um, yeah, now is a good time as well. I should probably say this was sent in by at Ash of Clan Ren on TikTok and Twitter. Thank you so Aww. much, Ash. Ash, Ash, why? Ash, why did you manifest this? That's, that would have given Ash, it away. Bestie, bestie, bestie Ash. That would have given, given it away. Why would you do that to us? <laughs> Not Sugar Daddy Tarkin. First of all, we know that that's not Tarkin. Tarkin's type is country. Actually, though, Thrawn is technically a country in boy. In some circles, Thrawn is a country boy. Hey, also, listen, remember in Thrawn 2017, when, like, Tarkin shows up to uh, Thrawn and Eli's promotion, he does, like, touch, like, Thrawn's, like, little, like, um, new insignia or whatever the fuck. Like, puts his hand on, like, Thrawn's fucking chest area. So, hmm. Much to think about. I have a fake. Hold on, let me pull it up. This is called I'll Find a New Place to Be From. It is character A slash character B, but not right now. Character B slash character C, because this is like, there's some, some things happening with these like characters. Past character A slash character C. Anakin Skywalker slash Padme Amidala mentioned cc 2224 commander cody slash obi-wan kenobi mentioned admiral arlani sheath palpatine darth vader anakin skywalker padme amidala um myth urfian nico urfian fuck cheery myth aliostov like thalius um four sensitive character a Alternate universe canon divergence, flashbacks, two timelines, messy breakup, relationship drama. Is one of these characters their Thrawn? Hold on, I haven't finished oh. the tags. But yeah, I guess I'll give that away. I'll give that to you. One of them is Thrawn. Are there um, two relationships or is it just one? Sorry, there's like kind of like two. Okay. Kind of intersect in a weird polycule V. Um, uh fuck where was i a messy breakup relationship drama secrets and lies manipulation skywalking chiss characters the chiss ascendancy political alliances betrayal 
hurt slash comfort, lover to enemies, <laughs> friends to lovers, enemies to lovers, militarism, cheating, monologues, slut shaming. Character C is a jealous bitch. Character B is not immune to. <laughs> Wait, sorry, I can't read that tag. Arlani has had enough of this. Eventual reunion, relationship repair, corporate trust, building exercises, long distance relationship, power couples. Character A, which is Thrawn, hates heterosexuals. So um, Thrawn is character A. Yeah, Thrawn is character A. Is Eli? Yeah. Yeah, Eli is character B. Okay. Who's character C? Is it Smacro? Smacro is character C. Damn, we one-shotted that. Wait. So do you want to hear the I noticed. I only noticed because Smacro was like, I was like, Smacro would have been tagged in the other tags. <laughs> That's what I was there. thinking. I was like, Eli wasn't already tagged or Smacro wasn't. Although I did think yeah. Callus. No, not Callus. Get him out of here. Yeah, um, not the, the description. Get Callus out of the ascendancy. Yes, I would love to hear the description. Okay. So description. In the course of Thrawn's life, he had always found that the battlefield was simple. It could be understood and categorized, manipulated to one's own advantage with ease. But love was very different. Following a mess, a very messy breakup with his long-term boyfriend, Zemakro, and his exile from the Ascendancy, Thrawn met an Imperial translator named Eli Vanto. After forming a strong friendship, Thrawn Confesses his romantic feelings just before sending Eli away to serve the Chiss Ascendancy, though they felt comfortable in their new relationship. There was one variable Thrawn had not anticipated, a jealous Simacro with one goal in mind. Through, tum <laughs> through tumultuous battles and political upset, Simacro and Eli grow, grow closer, so close that they develop feelings for one another. Feelings that Thrawn can sense and cannot ignore. Confronted with the reality of his actions, Eli must choose Thrawn or Simacro, stability or chaos, love or lust. Okay, that kind of fucks, though. <laughs> Wait a minute. Do you all I, like that? I feel like I've lived for a thousand years. That's like the sequel to The Ascended. That's the sequel trilogy. Well, um... Welcome to my new segment. Was that a real fanfic? We can not just make it up. Whoa! Did you No, because actually, like, um, give me your answers. Is that a real fanfic or did I just make I've, it up? I mean, I've heard that concept in the I guess you lot, must have so made it up. I, uh, yeah, yes? I figure, I figure you made, you've made it up to get no, us so good. I well, want it to be real. To um, double like Theronify you, this is a made up fanfic, but I am not the one who made it up. Uh, <gasps> shout out to our bestie, Noah, who I contacted and said, hey, Noah, you want to like... Make up a fanfic for me to bring to the book. No, I did that sleep. not knowing anything about these characters. Yeah, and I, I we said kind of like that. Before, of um, this was last week after we recorded the the or was it before? Actually, let me see what what did I text Noah about this? Not Noah sleeper agent. Get uh, out. This was actually Noah uh, entering his Jixtus era. No, this was <laughs> done this while um, we before, were literally in his house. No, this was before you guys went to like go see Noah. This was Wednesday. I 
contacted Noah and was like, hey, I know you're not going to be in the Lesser Evil episode, but do you want to write a fake fanfic like with tags like so that I can bring it to the pod so that it's like you're with us? And then, um, so Noah did send me that. Wait, and also, here's the Noah other tag that I was not... era! <laughs> uh, here's the other tag that, like, I was told not to read it until the reveal of, like, you know, Noah's the one who wrote this. But the last tag was Eli is not immune to chitties. Okay, Period. The fact that this is, like, so close to what people have already, like, conceived of and talked about, like... He got this and he hasn't even read the books? Like, damn, Noah. Yeah. To be fair, we were insufferable to that gentleman. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, that that's um, Noah and I's little, like, uh, Theronifying you moment. I feel like I did get Theronified. <laughs> I feel like I've been hurt. I feel like I've been lied to. I, I feel betrayed. The Chiss Ascendi really got me. So... Thank you so much for joining us this week for Rupalp's Padres. Episodes usually drop on Sundays. For updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit, follow us on social media at Rupalp's Padres on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. If you really love the show, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't use it as your podcatcher. Um, it's a huge help to us. Also, <laughs> a a big shout out to Eli Vanto's bestie for the kind review. Also, I really just love that your name was Eli Vanto's bestie. In celebration of Chismas, we're going to be giving away a copy of Lesser Evil. We'll post how to enter on all of our social medias, so be sure to be on the lookout uh, at RuPelps Podrace on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The winner will be announced in our Life Day special coming out on the 5th of December, so be on the lookout. May Warriors Fortune smile on you. And don't criff it up. Chihuahua waka. Not chihuahua waka. We're not doing why that did you, again. Why did you add an extra like syllable in there this <laughs> chis, time? You know, like chis waka waka. No, no, because last, last, last week she said chaka waka. No, she said chihuahua waka. Chihuahua waka. Chihuahua is a chis confirmed? Yeah. <laughs>